So, Sarah, what are we talking about today? Pete, today we're going to go to an abbey. Oh, yes. I love Sister Act. That is one of my favorite childhood movies. No, no, not that. What do you mean, not that? Sister Act. Whoopi Goldberg sings a lot. It's great. We're talking about nuns, but it's not that movie. Oh, no, I get you. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Just as good as the first one, and features a young Lauren Hill. Pete, Pete, this is a horror podcast. Yeah, but I I just really like Sister Act. Okay, that's not what we're talking about today. (sighs) Fine. Welcome to Fearless Films. is a podcast where two horror movie buffs hey hey that's us break down scary movies for the scaredy cats so they don't have to watch the movie are you sure are you absolutely sure we're not talking about sister act yes pete damn it (laughs) we are talking about 2018's the nun the nun the nun this is chronologically speaking the first movie in the conjuring universe Oh, my old nemesis, The Conjuring. (laughs) This one uh, is not normal for me because this one's got a lot of jump scares and I don't usually do well with those. Oh, yeah, you don't do jump scares. What's why did you watch this movie? I don't know. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, this is 96 minutes long, so not too bad. Directed by Corin Hardy, who also did The Hollow in 2015. The three main stars of it are Damien Betcher, who was in Godzilla vs. Kong, The Grudge. He was in the TV show Weeds. He was in something else that you liked, too. Uh, I know him from Alien Covenant. Thank Not you. a big role, but he was in there. We also have Thaisa Farmiga, who I know from American Horror Story. Yes. She is also the little sister of the actress who plays Lorraine Warren in the Conjuring series. Vera Farmiga. Yes, which I didn't know until I was looking at the trivia for this. When they, I remember when both of these actresses both, like, became known, because of the significant age difference, everyone was like, is that her daughter? And it was like, nope, that is her youngest sister. It is a huge age difference. (laughs) Their parents just kept having kids, apparently. I mean, good (laughs) for them. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last one is, here we go, butchering again, Jonas Bloquet, who has been in- I'm fine with that. That sounds right. <laughs> who has been in nothing that I have heard of. Uh Oh, he was in, looks like he had a minor role in Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets, which is an interesting movie, not a great movie. Again, nothing I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. So, the majority of this movie takes place in Romania. We have some flashes to some of the other Conjuring movies, but a good chunk of it takes place in Romania. We start at the end of The Conjuring 2. Oh, this is all (laughs) topsy-turvy, wibbly-wobbly time bullshit, isn't it? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Only a little bit. So, we just have Lorraine telling Ed that she's seen a vision of his death. And the demon that he's currently painting on his canvas is real. God damn it, he's gotta stop painting things. The demon we will come to know is the nun. So now we're gonna go back to 1952. Oh, the olden times. We are at an abbey. There's... <laughs> we know right away this is not a normal abbey. On the ground going up to the abbey, there's just a bunch of crosses. Sticking out of the ground. Like... Looks like they're like a barrier, kind of. Uh, are they like wooden crosses or stone? Wooden crosses, like stuck into the ground like a barrier. Well, I mean, that sounds like not a very effective barrier unless you're protecting yourself from vampires, in which case it's super effective. <laughs> we then go 
inside the abbey, we see two nuns coming down a hallway, which also has a bunch of crosses on the ground and hanging from the ceiling. Okay, so there's a theme here. (laughs) If this movie isn't about vampires, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, you're going to be very upset. So the two nuns come to a door, and there's a saying on the door in Latin that means God ends here. Shit. Now I would just turn the hell around, but here we are. I mean, this is not your typical live, love, laugh type of sign, is it? (laughs) No. (laughs) So one of them is saying, like, are you sure we're making the right decision? And the other one is saying, we need the relic to save us. One nun goes in. It's just pitch black the second she passes through the threshold. You don't see her anymore. The other nun's kind of waiting nervously outside. The nun that went in suddenly comes out kind of trying to crawl back through and is all bloody. She says, the evil needs a vessel. It's going to come after you. You know what you have to do. And the other nun's like, no, I can't. What do you mean? I can't. I can't. And then the nun laying on the ground gets dragged back into the threshold. Oh. So the surviving nun that we have runs back through the hallway up the stairs, closes doors behind her. We watch her make a noose. And then we watch the cross in the room that she's in turn upside down. This floating nun essentially comes down the hallway at her. And before the nun can really get into the room, this other nun puts the noose around her neck and jumps out the window. Well, that's, I mean, it's an effective escape. Uh, It's a pretty final one as well. Yeah. Also, uh, the ultimate sin, if any of you Catholics are following along there. Oh, that's right. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what were her choices? It seems like she's going to hell either way. Yeah. So we then meet Frenchie. We call him Frenchie. That's not his real name, but that's what the movie calls him. Um, Is it because he's French? uh, French-Canadian, actually. He'll correct you. Really? That's a thing? (laughs) (laughs) At one point, someone's like, how did a Frenchman come to Romania? And he's like, actually, I'm French-Canadian. That sounds like the snobby kind of thing that a French Canadian would say. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, we see him like in a cart and horse and he's going to the Abbey. He um, seems to like deliver them goods and everything. So he goes like through the crosses, whatever, goes to deliver the goods and finds. So he's not a vampire. He's not a vampire. <laughs> um, he finds the body of the nun still hanging. Very badly decayed, but blood is still dripping. There's, Ooh. like, crows all over her and everything. And then all of a sudden, the body just falls. Maybe I do gotta see this movie. <laughs> Cut to the Vatican. Father Burke has been called to look into Frenchie and uh, the suicide of the nun and check on the cloister. Father Burke, there's a little exchange where Father Burke's like, what are you not telling me? And they're like, why do you think we're hiding something? He's like, we're at the Vatican. (laughs) Hello? And they're like, oh, actually, this time, I don't think we're the ones with the secrets. Think Saying, like, there's something going on with that Abbey. Huh. Interesting. So so there's a conspiracy afoot. There's, oh, there's lots of things afoot. They do tell Father Burke that they're going to send a, um, an initiate nun with him. Because she knows, like, her way around the area or whatever. So we then travel to London to meet Sister Irene. Uh, She's still an initiate. She hasn't taken her vows yet. She makes that very clear. She uh, speaks to Father Burke. And she's like, why did, like, the Vatican ask me to go? And he's like, oh, they said you're familiar with the territory. And she says, I've never been to that part of the world. Wow, they're just, they're bullshitting him from step one, huh? Yeah. She's like, I have never been to that part of the world. Like, I'm sorry if this was a waste of your time. And he's like, no, no. Like, there was something behind it if the Vatican wants you to go. He's gonna follow through? Like, he's not... I would stop right there and be like, what's going on? Mm. (laughs) We cut back to Frenchie waking up from a nightmare, as one should have if they've found a body hanging. He's got a knock on the door. He (laughs) is just in... (laughs) His, I guess whatever pajamas were back then, that's what he's in. Sister Irene is not in her vestments or anything. She's in plain clothes. Says some not very great kind of flirty things before he realizes he's talking to a priest and a nun. 
continues to kind of flirt with Sister Irene the entire movie, by the way. Yeah, okay. I figured that would be a thing. <laughs> he goes out to, like, feed the chickens and the pigs and everything that he has, and they're following him around saying, like, can you tell us about the Abbey and everything? He says, you know, I just have an agreement to go deliver them food four times a year. Nobody talks about it around here. It Everybody says the Abbey's cursed. Wait, wait, four times a year? Yeah, like, isn't that weird? Do they, weird? like, have a farm in the Abbey, or, like, what? They have an ice house that they put it in. How much food does he bring? Uh, a lot, I guess. I don't... That part didn't really make sense to me. Jesus. <laughs> but he's like, no one talks about the Abbey, and Father Burke's like, well, can you take us to the Abbey? He's like, no, I don't think so. Like, no one really, whatever. And he goes, great, so you'll take us. Mm, so, pushy. So Frenchie's taking them to the Abbey. I guess so. <laughs> They're back on the horse and carriage. This is when he's all, no, I'm French-Canadian. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. At one point, they're going through, like, a, a trail in the woods. The horse stops, and Father Burke's like, you need a better horse. And he's he's like, it's not the horse, it's what lies ahead. The horse won't go any further. The horse knows the horrors that lay ahead. Again, retelling that everyone says the Abbey's cursed. So they're walking through the woods. Um, we see all of the crosses again. These crosses are like, like three, four feet high. Like okay. big crosses. They had a lot of time on their hands. Apparently, oh, I guess that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where did all the lumber come from, though? Good point. Good point. Could have could have been using those crosses to build like homes for the homeless or something. <laughs> I don't think anybody would have taken them from the Abbey, but that's okay. <laughs> They're talking more about the Abbey. Frenchie calls it a castle. It was a castle originally. It wasn't built to be an Abbey. It was built to be a castle. We'll get into that later. But he refers to it as a castle, so I might too. There's no record of it in the village. Anytime somebody mentions it, people in the village spit as a way to get rid of the evil, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he's been delivering goods to them for two years and the dead nun was the first one he's seen there. He never interacted with anybody? No. He just always went and put the stuff in the ice house and left. Damn. This is a suspicious damn nunnery. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> so he explains to Father Burke that after the body fell, he moved it into the ice house to try to pres preserve it. And they go in. And there's this very frozen body of a nun like, sitting on a chest or something in the, the icebox. And Father Burke goes to go forward, and Frenchie grabs him and goes, Father, that's not how I left her. Oh, no. He left her laying down, like, on the floor. He goes, Father Burke goes and examines the body a bit and sees that she's clutching this key. He takes it so he can try to figure it out. He decides that she should have a proper burial, so they go and bury her. It's pointed out to us that a lot of the bells in, uh, sorry, a lot of the graves in that cemetery have the bells, which, if our listeners don't know, people used to be buried with a string tied to one of their fingers that went up to a bell on the surface, so that if you were actually still alive and you woke up, you could ring the bell. Oh, that's my wife's, one of my wife's favorite fun facts about history. <laughs> Wait, mine too! <laughs> also... The fact that that is why working the night shift is called the graveyard shift, because people used to have to hang out at the graveyard to listen for the bells ringing. I did not know that part of it. That is awesome. I love it. Um, so that, that, those bells play quite a big part soon. Bells gonna be ringing. So they go to go into the abbey now. They have to cross the threshold of where the nun had killed herself. It has been weeks since this happened, and the blood is still wet. Whoa, it's not, I don't like that. It's not supposed to do that, in case you didn't know. No. Inside, whatever this first room they go into, all I can think of is D&D. It's a stone room. The whole room is stone. There's, like, a double-sided stone chair in the middle of it. There's stone coffins, I guess you would call them. They look like coffins. Anyway. That's definitely where a boss fight is happening. <laughs> they find the abbess in one of the chairs. Her head is fully covered with a black veil. You can't see anything. And she's very uh, kind of cold-natured to them. Kind of like, why are you here? Like, what are you doing? 
she says, you know, come back tomorrow. We're about to take our vespers and the great silence is going to start. That's their, their evening prayers. They have to do their evening prayers and then they're silent until a certain time the next day. Okay. That's a good cover story, lady. <laughs> there's there's lodging over in the convent. Um, you can stay there overnight if you want. Father Burke tells Frenchie to come back and get them in a few days. And then we zoom in, for some reason, on a crucifix, which is missing Jesus' head. No, but it's... That's, not, that's not what the <laughs> Romans did to him. It's still up. It's just, there's no head. Somebody thought Jesus was a vampire. <laughs> so we then watch Frenchie, Frenchie walking back through the woods to get to his horse. We then see a nun in the woods, which we know from the beginning of the movie is the same nun that killed herself. He's like trying to follow her. We see that she's carrying a noose. He seems to lose her and he's looking around and all of a sudden she just like falls from the tree in the noose. No, oh, no. He falls, she falls on top of him. She's this weird zombie type thing <laughs> that he then has to fight off. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to be like, and then she vanishes because she's a ghost. But no, she's just actually there trying to kill him. She, yes, it was, it's very weird. <laughs> and then Frenchie is my favorite character in this entire movie. He ends up getting her to leave him alone because he goes through the barrier of crosses and she seems to not want to cross it. She's a vampire. <laughs> um, and then he's like, well, fuck this, and pulls one of the crosses out of the ground and takes it with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of guy He's right like, this there. is mine. Okay. <laughs> so we get to see Father Burke and Sister Irene. They're eating dinner. Sister Irene's asking... Um, you know, how he became to be, like, what he is for the Vatican. He's called a um, a miracle hunter. So things that are kind of unusual or not their normal case, they kind they tend to send Father Burke after. Uh, now, is he, like, actually looking for miracles, or is he sort of, like, their debunker? Both. Okay. We then come to know from Sister Irene that the bishop that called Father Burke to the Vatican is the same bishop that helped out Sister Irene with something when she was younger. Something which I'm guessing will remain a mystery until an important plot development later in the film. Actually, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, that works too. <laughs> she had visions when she was a girl, and I think her parents kind of thought that they meant that she was evil or whatever, so they called in this bishop for it. And she said every time... Afterwards, all that was in my head were the words, Mary points the way. Um, that sounds very Christian. <laughs> and then Father Burke says, I had a similar case where this boy Daniel was having visions and everything. The Vatican ordered an exorcism. We thought it was a success, success, but it wasn't. And he ended up dying as a result of his injuries and Father Burke blames himself. Oh. That's his dark secret. It is. And while he's saying this, he's like pouring himself a glass of wine and everything. And I'm like, okay, Father Burke. Can I just gonna get a little nip of the Holy Spirit? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so in the middle of the night, this radio turns on that's in their lodging. Father Burke gets up to investigate it. Mind you, they show him, show that he has fallen asleep reading his Bible as all priests do all the time. They read nothing else. Just, you know, gotta keep up to date on the latest developments in the Bible. Yep. Mm -hmm. So he goes up to investigate. As he goes towards the radio, it stops playing. He hears, like, running footsteps. He goes and just kind of peeks his head in. Sister Irene's sleeping in bed. He sees this small figure in the doorway, and he goes to follow it. This figure ends up being Daniel. Not sure if it's, like, actually Daniel's ghost or, like, the evil in the abby trying to trick him but daniel runs into the graveyard father burke follows him he ends up losing him and then all of a sudden finds him again because of course daniel pukes up a snake Ew. it yeah mm -hmm. father burke's like backing away from the snake because he's like the fuck and then falls into an open grave that has a coffin in it the coffin closes and all of a sudden he's like completely buried in this grave like it there's grass grown over it and everything holy shit and the headstone above it says here lies father burke 
but he has the bell. So he's sitting there ringing the bell. He's screaming. He's freaking out. I would too. Sister Irene wakes up. We, with her, have a lot of like, we see the floating nun in the background and then Irene kind of turns a certain way and the nun is gone. So there's a couple of that going on over here. She goes outside and then into the abbey because they're not quite connected into the abbey and goes to where um, one of the altars are and sees all of the nuns kneeling and praying. And then there's this very large shadow over behind the headless crucifix. And then it comes... That which they have not repaired. That they have not repaired. It starts to come down the wall and goes past Sister Irene. And then she turns around to look behind her to see where the shadow went. And there's a mirror... And there's nothing there. There's nothing behind her in the mirror. Like, she's not in the mirror, or there's The nuns are no deep. longer in the mirror. Okay, okay. But this weird figure of a nun is, and it reaches out and grabs her shoulder. The mirror breaks. She turns around, sees that there really are no nuns in there, and the headless crucifix just falls. Damn. Sister Irene runs back outside. She can hear the bell ringing automatically knows that it's Father Burke. I don't like that part. Why do you automatically know what? it's Father Burke? What's happening? I mean, I guess he's the only other person there that she knows other than <laughs> Frenchie, so True. it's gonna be anybody. <laughs> she gets to where the graveyard is, and now all of the bells are ringing. That's cheating. <laughs> she kind of, like, we watch her kind of, like, steady herself and focus until only one bell is ringing again so she can find it. So she's an X-Man? I guess. <laughs> she also digs him out all by herself very quickly. Like with a shovel or her bare with hands? With a shovel that just happened okay. to be there. This demon is really like, it's making things hard and then things get easy again and then they get hard and then easy. Like it's, it's really flip-floppy. Yes, it is. <laughs> so we kind of get very quick back and forth to like Irene digging and Father Burke in the coffin and back and forth, back and forth. We hear scratching and growling in the coffin with Father Burke. And he's got like, oh, he's got a lighter and he's like trying to see and there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden these hands break through the wood and are like grabbing at his face. No, I don't like. That's too fucking weird. <laughs> and then Sister Irene hits the coffin with the shovel, but can't get the coffin open. So she's like stabbing it with the shovel and the shovel is two inches from Father Burke's face. Oof, that's uh. I'm going to save you, but I'm going to remove your face in the process. <laughs> and she gets him out and he's like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Says there's definitely an evil presence in this place. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then we look back into the coffin and now there's a skeleton and a bunch of like old leather bound books in the coffin. Father Burke decides to take these books and maybe they'll help. I mean, might as well. Yeah. So now we come to the next day. They're both going to go inside the abbey. They're supposed to be talking to the nuns and everything. Sister Irene is in her, like, initiate vestments now. I feel like... I don't know why that's important, but I feel like it was important because the movie did it. Now she's ready for action. <laughs> now there's even more blood on the steps than there was the day before. What is... Somebody clean this up! <laughs> Sister Irene goes inside, so from that stone room, there's, like, a gate that goes up and down, and that leads into the actual abbey. So Sister Irene goes inside the actual abbey. Father Burke stays in this stone room, and he's gonna try to research the books. Sister Irene is essentially following a shadow. It seems like there's someone there, and they just don't want to make contact with her, so she's just following them around the abbey. Until she finds... I feel like there's multiple altars in here, because this one looks completely different than the one from the night before. But she finds a one nun on her knees praying in front of the altar and tries to talk to her. Another one comes in and touches her on the shoulder and explains that they're, um, they practice perpetual adoration, which is praying constantly for 24 hours. That sounds like a boatload of fun. Yeah. Um, and that no one can disturb her. Like if you talk to her, the perpetual adoration stops. And that's, that's sister Awana. Um, sister Awana said like, come on, follow me. We then cut to Frenchie at the bar with his cross. <laughs> <laughs> He's just carrying it around with him everywhere. Yeah, it's just leaning up against the bar. 
we learn that a 12-year-old in the town has hung herself. Frenchie's like, what do you mean? She was just a kid. And the bartender's like, it's the evil from the Abbey. It's starting to leak out. He was like, hey, who who were those people that you brought up to the Abbey? And he was like, oh, that's a priest and a nun. They're just going to investigate it. And the bartender's like, you just found a body up there, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And the bartender's like, I fear you're going to go find two more. Essentially, like, they're going to die if they stay there. You should probably uh, go. So Father Burke is looking at these books. We get this whole page where he's looking at um, this specific demon called Valak. This is Valak the... Hey, I know that name. Yes. (laughs) Valak the Defiler the Profane, and the Marquis of Snakes. So that's a thing. And then the gate starts to close between the stone room and the abbey, and he's, like, freaking out, calling for Sister Irene because he realizes he can't get in there. So now he's just trying to figure out what the heck to do. Sister Irene is talking to Sister Oana. She's saying, you know, we're a private cloister. Um, Some of the nuns don't really want me talking to you about anything and then gives us the history of the Abbey. So it was built by a Duke in the Dark Ages who wrote books on witchcraft and wanted to call upon the forces of hell and open a gateway for unspeakable evil. This is where we decided to build our nunnery? Well, so the church essentially stormed the castle, closed the gateway using the relic, which we Ah. come to know is... The blood of Jesus Christ. This is the plot of a Tales from the Crypt movie. Is it? Yes. <laughs> um, the church then claimed the castle and to kind of keep the evil at bay, I guess, made it into a nunnery, an abbey, whatever you call it. And the evil was kept at bay for centuries until the bombings during the war shook it up. And then Sister Irene's asking about that like shadow she saw. Um, And Sister Awana is talking about how almost everyone in there has seen this unholy nun. It looks like us, but it's not one of us. And saying, like, I fear that the evil has escaped again because of the things happening. Well, perhaps you guys should pray some more. I don't know. (laughs) So one of the other nuns comes and says, you know, that sister's done with her prayers. Like, it's time for you to take over, Sister Sister Awana. And then explains that... The gate's closed for the night. Sister Irene is going to have to stay the night here. Sister Arwana brings her to a room. Sister Irene shows her the key. Was like, oh, this was with the nun when she died. Do you know what it is? And Sister Arwana says no, but it's very obvious she knows what it is. Liar. (laughs) She closes the door to the room and locks Sister Irene into the room. We cut to Father Burke trying to find another way into the castle. Suddenly the abbess is back and she's like, it's too late. Essentially, like it's too late. Like they've got her. You're not getting in. Jeez. And then her. Maybe maybe you should go get Frenchie and they can hang out (laughs) together at the bar. Her neck cracks, which I hate that noise. So that was a lot of fun for me. Her (laughs) neck cracks. She stops talking. The candles around them go out. And the father's reaching for her, like, Abbas, like, are you okay? And then this very skeletal, very decayed hand reaches out to grab him. As he pulls away, the hand falls off of the Abbas. (laughs) And then she's just gone. All right, now that reminds me of the thing. (laughs) (laughs) We see Sister Irene is now having a vision while she sleeps. We see her, and she's got these white eyes, I think, meant to show us that it's a vision. And then she's got a cut on her cheek. We hear again, Mary points the way. This is the way. (laughs) Irene is covered in blood. And then the nuns just like there with her. This is some Freddy Krueger bullshit right now. I'm telling you. When Sister Irene wakes up, there is a nun in the corner of her room praying. And she's like, hello? Like, who are you? Are you Okay. This is the weirdest turndown service I've ever seen. <laughs> the second Sister Irene talks to her, the nun stops pray- praying, all of her bones crack. <laughs> Sister Irene gets out of bed. As she gets out of bed, the cross above the bed turns upside down. 
Yes, yes, demon. We've <laughs> seen this trick before. The rosary that the nun is holding breaks. Sister Irene goes to pick up the bead. She looks at the bead. She looks at where the nun was. The nun is now gone. The nun is suddenly behind Sister Irene, and she says, God save you, and then jumps out the window. She's, what is with these nuns? <laughs> <laughs> they gotta start barring up the windows. The door to her room opens all by itself. We see the nun floating down the hallway, but then Sister Irene crosses the frame and the nun is gone. And then we hear a voice who I believe is supposed to be Sister Awana saying, Sister, please come. That's, no, you go the opposite direction then. Yeah. So she's walking through the abbey with her little candle. She finds the hallway of crosses. That door at the end opens. The candle goes out automatically. The nun is just hanging out in the doorway like, hey, she. This is my, this is, (laughs) welcome to MTV Cribs. I'm the nun. (laughs) Sister Irene turns to run and she's stumbling and there's this great wind. It looks like it's trying to like suck Sister Irene into the room. And then the key kind of makes it its way out of her pocket and you realize that the nun wants the key. She ends up being able to, like, grab it or whatever, and as she loses her grip on the cross that she's holding that's hanging from the ceiling, she the door kind of shuts and she slams into that shut door. Ow. As she's leaning against the door, the hands pop out of the door and are all over her face again. She's like, nope, and runs. This demon is very touchy-feely. When she gets to the end, Sister Ophelia kind of, like, grabs her in a hallway and is like, we need you. Like, in the chapel. No, you need to call the Ghostbusters (laughs) is what you need. She's like, go get ready and everything. So she goes to put her vestments on. When she goes into the chapel, she sees one nun praying and then a cloth over a body. Just hanging out in the chapel with the body. I mean, at this point, in this place... I wouldn't even be phased anymore. It'd be like, yeah, that's that's about what I expected. Yeah. And Sister Irene goes to, like, lift the cloth to see who it is. And it's Sister Awana, who is very blue. Like, her lips are very blue. Her skin's very pale. She's gripping this cross. And it looks like she has um, stigmata in her hands. Ooh, stigmata. And she's just like, what the... Like, she's a little... She seems a little confused. She's like, I just saw... Okay. We cut to <laughs> Father Burke still trying to find another way in to the castle. Daniel pops out a few times. Adam from nowhere. The room starts to shake. There are, I don't know what the thing is with the hands. There are hands like coming out of the stone walls and everything trying to grab at him. The nun. This was in the movie VHS. <laughs> the nun makes a little appearance and Father Burke runs. Runs all the way home, please <laughs> tell that me. Be nice? but... Yeah. <laughs> so, back at the chapel, all of the nuns are filing in. They barricade the door, and one of them tells Sister Irene, Don't stop praying no matter what you see or hear. Just put your head down, keep praying. Uh, I mean, that doesn't seem to have been working for these nuns already. Right? So, they're they're doing this and they're praying, and we get an overhead view. And Sister Irene, so her vestments are all white. It's not the normal nun attire. She's in all white. The other nuns are in the normal black and white. It's to show you that she's a Jedi in tune with the Force. (laughs) Kinda. (laughs) She's in the middle and the other nuns are in this, like, kind of circle around her. And I guess if you, like, look hard enough, it makes a pentagram. Whatever. And then there's this shockwave. That knocks all of the all of the nuns down except for Sister Irene, who continues to pray, and we see the other nuns like going and trying trying to continue praying, trying to help each other. We go back to Father Burke, remembering that Frenchie puts the deliveries in the ice house so that the nuns don't have to leave the abbey to get the deliveries. So he's like, right, there's a way in that way. Okay. So he goes to do that. One of the graveyard bells is there, just in the middle of the floor. Of course it is. Starts ringing. He goes to go near it, and then it's like like someone's pulling on the string. And I was like, stop, stop walking towards the... All right, you're walking towards the bell. That's fine. 
he goes over to where he sees the bell disappear and he's like clearing some ice off of some more ice, I guess. And the nun that they buried pops out of the ice and goes to attack Father Burke. God damn this fun house of horror. And then comes Frenchie and decapitates the nun. Best character in the movie. <laughs> he's also got a shotgun with him and Father Burke was like, thank you. But by all means, next time, please use the shotgun. <laughs> he's like, oh, I was saving that for emergencies. So like I said, Sister Irene is praying. The nuns are tending to each other. We see this force kind of rip open the back of her vestments and start to make marks on her um, her left shoulder in the back, which ends up being this like... It's not a pentagram because the circle's not there, but I think it was trying to make one. It's this, like, sideways star instead. Hmm. Interesting. Father Burke and Frenchie start banging on the door, and she she's like, oh, that's, that's the father. He's going to help us. He's going to help us. She takes the barricade down from the door, fixes her vestments, and opens the door. And it's like, me and the other nuns have been praying and everything, and Father Burke's like, Sister Irene, what other nuns? Uh-oh. And she turns back, and the room is empty. The body's still there under the sheet. She goes to look at the body, and now it's extremely decayed. And Father Burke is like, I think you've been having visions of what happened before. And she's like, they seemed so real, like they had to have been here. And he's like, I think you were having visions. And then, of course, Zombie Nun again. Zombie Nun. <laughs> Sister Owana is now a Zombie Nun and attacking, attacks Father Burke, I think. Father Burke instructs Sister Irene to pour holy water on the cross that he's got in his bag that he's been carrying around with him. And he puts that to Sister Owana's head and she catches on fire. What the fuck? <laughs> Is she a vampire? I don't know. I'm giving up now. I don't know who's a vampire and who's not. Um, Starting to believe you were telling me the truth when you said this wasn't about vampires. Uh, gee. <laughs> So as she's on fire, she's still up and trying to attack them. Frenchie does use his shotgun this time. Hooray. Shoots her in the head. They all are kind of piecing together that there are no nuns left. The nun that committed suicide was the last nun in the abbey. Like, nobody's been here for a long time. It wasn't a suicide. It was a sacrifice that the evil couldn't leave. The evil needs a human soul to be able to leave the confines of the abbey. Well, then, even more respect I have for that nun at the beginning who threw herself out a window. Right? And Frenchie's like, great, now that we figured that out, let's go. Yes. <laughs> Sister Irene's like, no, we have to seal the evil in. Just go, though. Just leave. Um, come, come back with the Vatican and then seal it in. <laughs> <laughs> and then she looks at Father Burke and is like, but first, Father, I'd like to take my vows. And <laughs> She needs... The- you haven't even seen her final form yet. <laughs> She's going to level up and go Super Saiyan nun. And Frenchie makes some comments about, like, that's very noble, sister. A shame, but very noble. He's just horny. <laughs> sister Irene's talking about the the relic that they need to seal the gateway and that she saw the nun in the tunnel to the catacomb, so that must be where they get the relic. They go down to the tunnel to the catacombs and they're like there's nothing there's nothing here it's a dead end like something's wrong but there's a statue of the virgin mary and father burke is like sister irene mary points the way holy shit it came true (laughs) and essentially to where the statue is pointing is um a little keyhole in a cross in the wall so she puts the key in it opens to this cabinet that has the relic in it and it kind of looks like a like a clear Christmas ornament with like a cross full of blood in the middle. It's whatever. That does not resemble the thing from that Tales from the Crypt movie I mentioned earlier. <laughs> that was like a cross that was full of Jesus's blood. <laughs> Father Burke, it's on like a chain. Father Burke puts it on Sister Irene's neck and says only a true bride of Christ should be allowed to wear this. I don't like that they call them brides of Christ. Whole nother thing, moving on. Yeah. So now they're going down the hallway with all the crosses. They go to go into the door. Father Burke translates the God ends here part. Um, <laughs> right before they get to the hallway, Frenchie's like, Father, shouldn't we 
pray or something and he's like there's a time for prayer and there's a time for action now's the time for action and Frenchie's like it also seems like a time for prayer no uh, those, la- those ladies already did a lot of praying like walk and pray you can't do both so they go through the door they're in this like maze of tunnels that they're trying to search and of course because it's a horror movie they all get distracted and they get separated from each other sister Irene finds this room that has a bunch of candles in it that just kind of light up one by one and as they're lighting up around her we can see that there's a pentagram drawn onto the floor and now she is trapped and all of a sudden a bunch of I guess they're supposed to be nuns because they have the vestments on but you can't see any of their faces because they just have these like bloody burlap sacks over their heads yeah yeah We then see, everyone's looking for Sister Irene, by the way. Father Burke's not looking for Frenchie. Frenchie's not looking for Father Burke. They're both looking for Sister Irene. I mean... Priorities. Yeah. (laughs) Frenchie does finally find the room that she's in and sees the nuns and just kind of, like, freezes and then very slowly walks through this crowd of nuns. Now, they're close together, but not close enough that someone can't fit between two of them. So he's just kind of, like, making his way through... There's a couple times where one's neck snaps and it, like, turns towards him and he's like, the fuck? And then we come to where the pentagram is and Sister Irene is, like, floating in the circle, kind of. Like, her feet look like they're still on the floor, but she's, like, leaning forward. Like Michael Jackson? Yes! (laughs) Exactly! (laughs) Yes! Yes! (laughs) She's got this bag on her head, like the other nuns do. Frenchie's like Sister Irene and goes to pull it off and we see by her face that she is now possessed by the nun or Valak or whatever you want to call it. She ends up cornering him and she's giving him crap about how like you failed just like you failed at everything else in your life, you know, normal demon taunts. But he, she still has the relic around her neck and he's close enough to her that he's able to like open it a little bit and smear some of the blood on his hands. And then he smears the blood on her face, which pushes the entity out of her um i'm gonna i'm gonna say it again this is sounding a lot like that tales from the crypt movie (laughs) i think me and you need to watch that movie (laughs) the entity starts to choke frenchy sister irene tries to go to help and it just throws her across the room with its energy i guess when you say goes to choke frenchy like with its hands with its hands i like that yep it has psychic powers, as evidenced by you saying she gets tossed away. But it it also just likes the personal feeling of strangling someone to death. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so it throws Sister Irene across the room, but she kind of goes through a doorway and into this pool of water that is there for I don't know what reason. It it doesn't look like there's supposed to be water there, but it just it is. Fun atmospheric effect. I don't know. Father Burke finds Sister Irene in the pool from, like, a different doorway, but Daniel jumps down on him, and then the snake comes back, and the snake goes right for Father Burke's eye. This dude can't catch a break. (laughs) And then he, like, he falls because, you know, a snake has bitten his eye and kind of, like, knocks himself out. Sister Irene realizes that while she was flying into the pool, the relic has fallen off of her, so she's going to try to, to swim to it. And the nun is just in the very center of the pool, rising out of the water. Very slowly and creepy-like. It attacks Sister Irene and tries to drown her. Father Burke comes too, tries to help. He's, like, wading through the water, holding his cross up, saying some stuff. And the um, the entity's like, yeah, no, and kind of shoes him away with her energy. She's, uh, she's pretty good at that. Yeah. Sister Irene is still... We can see her, like, trying to reach for the relic again. We see the relic kind of float to the surface. And when the nun picks it up, we see that it's just the glass ball. The cross is gone. She lifts what we are supposed to think, I guess, is Sister Irene's dead body out of the water. Sister Irene opens her eyes and spits Jesus's blood in the entity's face. Sarah. (laughs) Sarah. I know. Oh, I know. This is that Tales from the Crypt movie. (laughs) This is just the same movie. Well, then I'll like that, because I like this one. 
<laughs> the blood hits the water and the water and everything starts to get sucked into the cracks at the bottom, closing the gateway. Frenchie, who is not dead, hooray, dives in to save sister Irene and he has to give her like mouth to mouth or whatever. And he's like, he's like, I hope you don't mind. It's called the kiss of life because we're still being flirty or whatever. Oh my and God, he's like trying dude. to explain himself. And she's like, Frenchie, Frenchie, what's your real name? And he's like, Maurice. And she goes, thank you for saving my life, Maurice. And it's just this very cutesy touching moment. With a name like Maurice, he might as well go by Frenchie. It's just... <laughs> hey, Maurice is a good name, all right? Don't... Hey. <laughs> so everything's hunky-dory now, I guess. So the three of them are leaving. Sister Irene's saying, like, a prayer over the graveyard and the graves and everything. They're, like, patching up Father Burke's poor eye. They go to leave, and we see Frenchie kind of scratching at the back of his neck. And we get a shot of the back of his neck, and there's, like, an upside-down cross scar on his neck. Oh, no. And then we cut to 20 years later at a, a talk that Ed and Lorraine are giving, and we have a tape of Frenchie's exorcism. So I guess what's told to us is that when the entity was choking him after she sent Sister Irene out, that it did end up possessing him anyway. Holy shit. That's from the, this full circle. Yep. It's from the first movie. Oh my yep. god. And then we cut to credits. Son of a bitch. A whole movie to explain who that person was they were giving an exorcism to. Yeah, essentially. It's not the same actor as the first one. They changed the actor, but they're making enough... What am I trying to say? Like, they're purposely calling like, him Frenchie so that you can, like, connect it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, so it links the Maurice from the video as being the same Maurice in The Nun, but edited the scene to fit the narrative of The Nun. Son of a bitch. <laughs> this is the highest grossing film from the Conjuring universe, but the lowest rated one. That sounds very Hollywood. It's, uh, well, <laughs> mm, so... <laughs> Here's, I like bad horror movies, is what I'm learning. Um, <laughs> it does not have a good rating. It's 25% on the tomato meter. Ouch. It's a 35% audience score. Ooh, double ouch. I like it. Whatever, guys. <laughs> Even, like, the good reviews are not great. <laughs> like, one from Phoenix Magazine says... The pleasant surprise about this very silly movie is how old school hokey these chills are. The scare scenes and even the style of the acting wouldn't seem at all out of place in a Mario Bava Italian horror picture out of the 60s. Wow. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm just going to say it's I've seen this movie before and it was Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. <laughs> we have a, a bad review from Richard Krause. I don't know who that is. It's fine. That starts with, here's the thing. If there's a door in your abbey that reads, God ends here, it's best to leave it closed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a couple other little facts for you. So, with the exception of the abbess, all of the nuns are shown to only interact with Sister Irene, which hints that she's been talking to ghosts the whole time. Yeah. I guess the entity is Valak. We don't get any actual confirmation of that that name's only said once the whole movie but going through the rest of the conjuring series that's what the entity is that adds up and i do think this is a franchise i will be sticking with and reviewing because i like it so in chronological order for our viewers just in case you want to watch it in the events that the movies happen the nun is the first the nun 2 comes out later this year then we have Annabelle Creation, Annabelle, The Conjuring, Annabelle Comes Home, The Curse of La Llorona, The Conjuring 2, and then The Devil Made Me Do It. Well, that puts it in perspective. I don't understand this... why Hollywood doesn't just make movies in chronological order. That's not fun. You have to <laughs> set something up and then make connections with the past and then bring it all together in the future. It drives me bananas. It's it's a tried and true formula. So anyway, I liked this movie. Lots of people didn't. Whatever. 
<laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things I can say that about for myself, so. <laughs> you do you. What are your thoughts, Pete? I had beforehand just passed this movie over because I didn't, I wasn't super interested in it at all, but now I think I need to watch this movie. <laughs> movie night. I'm uh, more intrigued than I was before. Double feature with the Tales from the Crypt one. Yes, and we can have a fun time over Jesus' blood relics <laughs> that fight evil. <laughs> <laughs> It's just right. Like, how did you? How did you get that relic? How did you get that? Who was sitting I... there at the crucifixion, like with a cup, being like, "This is gonna come in handy later." Hold on. <laughs> no one. No one. No, that's li- like they. <laughs> in that Tales from the Crypt movie, there's a flashback to a dude collecting Jesus's oh, blood. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Some dude runs up and is like, "Ooh, I'm gonna save this for later. This could be useful." Oh no. It's not. No. <laughs> so uh, I think you've answered the would you watch it question. I actually would. Yay. I got one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if just if for nothing else, then for Frenchie alone, just because he seemed to be like a, an, an intelligent horror protagonist. Yeah, he's also like the little bit of comic relief you need in those horror movies. Yeah. Just as soon as he picked up a cross and took it with him, I'm like, all right, this is my guy here. The bartender, too, looks at the cross at one point and looks at him in front. She's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This is normal. This is fine. What do you think about the name, Pete? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. The Nun. Yeah. I don't think we could get any clearer about that. (laughs) And it also, I mean, it kind of, uh, I think it works on multiple layers because of the twist. Because when you realize, towards the end of the movie, when Sister Irene is the only nun left in the place. She's the nun. She's the nun. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, it's all going to fall apart if the next one's just called The Nun 2, because that's dumb. It is. You need subtitles. That's where it's at. You've got to have a clever secondary title, not just a number. Well, it's it's The Nun (laughs) 2. Too none, too serious. <laughs> I don't know any of the taglines for the second one. I don't see any, so I can't even, like, give you those. Well, there hasn't even been any marketing for it yet, right? It doesn't come out until September of this year, I guess. Oh, but... They gotta... I feel like there should be some marketing. soon. I know, right? Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the Nun 2 right now, and I see that one of the co-stars is gonna be... The older sister from the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movies, and I haven't seen her in anything in a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to jump into this. Does this mean I have to watch the Annabelle movies too? I mean, if you want, I'm probably gonna go over them. Yeah, all right. Maybe I'll watch those too. I'm slightly terrified to watch those, but that's all right. Because of the doll? Yeah. Do you don't do dolls? I do Dead Silence. <laughs> I was going to say, you like them ventriloquist dummies. (laughs) I think I've seen that one enough that I'm just desensitized. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? Hmm. You're comforted by the presence of of, uh, Donnie Wahlberg. Oh, yes, of course, of course. He's not in Annabelle. He's not. So it's not, you don't feel safe. Yes, yes. (laughs) From his crack detective work (laughs) in the movie, the horror (laughs) movies he stars in. (laughs) Yeah. This is kind of still a more recent film, so it's hard to question, like, how would we remake it or something like that? But I think a fun thought exercise is, what would this movie be like if it came out in the 80s? Ooh. Hmm. Despite being entirely about nuns, I guarantee you we would have seen some boobs. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. It probably (laughs) would have been Sister Irene's, which would have made me very uncomfortable. Yep. Because there's no other female in there. Yep. <laughs> Either that or Frenchie would have been naked when he was sleeping. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised he, he wasn't. I mean, he would have, if this were an 80s film, he would have been even hornier than he was already. Oh, good lord. <laughs> he was just like, forgive that, my impure thoughts, sister. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have been a thing that happened in an 80s version of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other, I mean, 
Was there a lot of CGI in this film, did it look like? Or was it mostly all just practical stuff? Um, I'm sure that, like, the hands and stuff were probably CGI. There wasn't anything that I was like, that's CGI when I watched it. Yeah, so probably just, like, enhancements and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was pretty well done. I don't know how they got her to float down the hallway. Oh, man, I loved, I, I'd like to imagine her just in a rig, like a harness, <laughs> just being whipped up and down a hallway. <laughs> Probably. Like she's the fucking, like she's the girl from the opening of Jaws. Oh. It's back and forth, back and forth. Oh. <laughs> uh, you want some numbers? I do. So the budget was $22 million. Modest, I like it. Yeah, that's a good horror budget right there. Box office was $365.6 Alright, that's why we're getting a sequel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Studios like, bad reviews? Too fucking bad. We made all the money on this one. <laughs> now, you did watch the trailer, and you said that there were jump scares in the trailer, right? Yeah, which is probably one of the main re- That's, like, probably one of the reasons I didn't see it in the first place, because I'm like, what is this, just jump scares? It's a good chunk <laughs> of it. that's what the trailer was. So I guess I'm assuming that from that trailer you saw just that all-white-faced nun at some point. Yeah, yeah. So I guess- that that was one of the main trailers going around on YouTube, and it was so scary to some viewers that it actually got taken down before wow. the film came out. <laughs> like, really? I mean, yeah, if you're going to jump scare people and give them heart attacks, then your marketing's gone a bit too far. Yeah. Have we done all of our things? Do we have more things? I think that's all the topics we've got to cover this film. Just... I'm amazed that now I'm interested in seeing The Nun. Hara, double feature. <laughs> oh, did we learn anything from this movie? Oh, um... Any any important life lessons other than the obvious that we covered as we were going? <laughs> like, don't open the door that says God ends here. <laughs> or if you see a church completely surrounded <laughs> by crosses, then you know what? Maybe leave it be. I mean, like, the... The Abbey still had, like, holes in the ceiling from the bombings from the war. Nobody had fixed them. Like, maybe just don't yeah, go in. Yeah, that's a bad sign. <laughs> if the horse will not go near the place that's supposed to be holy, you shouldn't either. You should not. I am going to send you the uh, the stylized version of the title. Huh? There's a stylized version of the title, The Nun. The T oh is a cross, and the second N is backwards. Why? Don't know. What it, what significance does the backward N have? <laughs> don't uh, don't know. That God, that's unnecessary. All right, this is the part where we get outraged. That is <laughs> too much effort being put into a title that didn't need that much effort. I get the cross part. Yeah, but like, although I don't know why it's not an inverted cross. Good point. Isn't that, like, its thing? It is the thing. Spends <laughs> half the movie spinning crosses around. It does, just very slowly. <laughs> Which I didn't notice a good chunk of the time I watched it. My boyfriend was like, cross, cross, cross. It's like, oh, hello. <laughs> this is definitely a, uh, because of the jump scares, I'm going to say more of a seasoned horror movie person, not, like, a brand new to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like jump scares, and I love horror, so here we are. Even you enjoy this movie. I do. That could just be because of the female lead, though. She's fantastic. I mean, yeah, I'll watch anything with her yeah. in it. I think that's it, Pete. All right. Well, that's another fun episode, and I am I guess now we're doing the rest of this whole Conjuring universe, aren't we? Yes. Okay. Slowly. You found your new exciting thing to talk about. Ah. That's okay, I'll break it up with other random shit in between. I'm thinking maybe we talk about Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's basically just going to be a repeat of this episode, but not at a nunnery. That's okay. <laughs> but until then, everyone remember, say your prayers. Don't go into spooky, clearly haunted churches or nunneries. And as always, don't get too scared. <laughs>